Lecture topic. The means of barakat. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Fatahna alayhim barakawla fatahna alayhim barakatim min as-samai wal-ardi walakin kathabu. ولكن كذبوا فأخذناهم بما كانوا يكسبون. وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. Some idea that he, but to get some idea that what is being mentioned, what is being spoken about, what are we saying? One very common word is the word of barakat. And this is in our daily talk, let alone anything else, in the very greeting, in our salam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Unfortunately, we sometimes deprive ourselves of the great rewards and benefits of salam. But salam is a very great thing. This is a topic on its own, but this is where etiquette actually commences, adab. When a person meets somebody, the first thing is his greeting. And not meet somebody outside alone. When he comes back home, when he's leaving his home, salam to the people of the home. So we've used this. So inshallah we are making the full salam also. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. This barakatuhu, the barakat and blessings of Allah Ta'ala be upon you. So what is this blessing? What is this barakat all about? And at other occasions also, this is a common, and we should be asking for dua for barakat, giving dua of barakat. Somebody gets married, the masnoon dua at that time is barakallahu fikuma wa baraka alaykuma wa jama'a baynakuma fi khair. Allah Ta'ala grand barakah in every aspect so the barakah is something to ponder over barakah when it comes into something then if it is little the barakah will make it appear to be much if there is barakah in something the quantity might be little but the barakat will bring out of it that benefit which even maybe much greater quantity without barakat can't give. If there's barakat in something, it'll make it very beneficial. So obviously the opposite also applies. If barakat is removed from something, no matter what the quantity might be, but it will not give that benefit. In fact, despite the quantity, a person will still be I don't know what's going on, everything is just gone, I don't have any idea how it got spent, what happened, just can't account for what happened. Barakat is gone, then there's just no goodness in anything left, that benefit just seems to have fizzled out and disappeared. And the tragedy is when the barakat goes away, many a times we do things to try and bring the goodness back what we do is sometimes what further destroys any barakat that's left 
So any little bit of barakat that was left, what we end up doing, that, that too goes away. The crucial thing is barakat. Barakat is not something that we can see with our eyes in terms of that like a person can hold a stack of notes, there's a thousand rands here, or hundred thousand rands, he can show that stack of notes to somebody, he can also in the next instant then pick up and there's the barakat in it, can't see the barakat in, with the eye in that manner. Barakat is not something that we can go and store in the safe. We'll use it as we want. And whatever we want to put the barakat in, we'll go and bring it out of the safe. Barakat is not something that a person can feel with his hands. Can't see it with his eyes in terms of that he can show somebody this barakat or feel it. This is something beyond that. And it's something that comes directly as a blessing from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Without any visible means. Barakat is not linked to visible means in terms of like a person now he drinks water, then that water quenches his thirst. That water is a visible means. A person eats food, that food satiates him. That food is a visible means. Barakat is not part of those visible means. But yes, it is attached to some other means. So Barakat is really what makes a difference in everything. And unfortunately, this is what we have lost. The outcome is that all we have left is complaints. Complaint of lack of any kind of mahabba and love in a home. That there's no more love, there's no more good feeling between people of the household. So now the only thing that's left for us is complaints, that the barakat, that, that there's no goodness, everybody in the home is now estranged, there's no good coming out of the risk of a person, just doesn't know what goes on, how it all just gets, just exhausted in no time, there's no goodness in a person's day-to-day -day work, he's trying to do the maximum, but just so much of time goes into trying to do something, but nothing happens. So now the only thing that's left for us is that we have now only complaints. Complaints about things around us, complaints about one another. The husband is all the time complaining about the wife. Wife is complaining about the husband. Parents are complaining about the children, even children complaining about their parents, and this goes on and on. So something is gone, something is missing. And if you think back, 30 years, 40 years ago, many mashallah have seen those times, and especially those who have seen even before that, even up to 30, 40 years ago, and maybe even lesser than that too, 25, 30 years ago perhaps, the homes were generally smaller of most people and generally occupied by far more people. Sometimes in one home, there's two, three families living there. And most of the time, only one person earning. Most of the time, one person earning in that home. And the number of people in that home, 10, 12, 15, because two, three families are living there. And the one person is earning, yes it was a simple life, 
but they really felt the goodness of that life. And everything happened. It may not have happened with a very great amount of luxury. It may not have happened with a lot of uh, fancy things around. But it happened in a way that everybody was happy. There was happiness. And now with all the luxuries, all the comforts, all the extravagance, and whatever else goes with it, but something is still missing. Happiness is gone. So now what is the reason for this? Sometimes it is simply the issue of the barakat has gone out. There can be other reasons as well. But very often it is a matter of the barakat having gone out of our lives, out of our rizq, out of our homes, out of anything and everything around us. And as a result, no matter what we do, how much we earn, whatever else goes on, <coughs> how many holidays we have, and what kind of extravagance we get involved in, whatever the hard desires we're doing, but despite all that, there's still a big void, there's still a vacuum, there's still some restlessness, there's still something lacking. So now what is lacking, very often it is barakat lacking. And that barakat is not there, then there's going to be no goodness in anything. So to understand very briefly what brings that barakat into our lives. And obviously if these things are missing, then the opposite will apply. So to understand the asbab that bring barakat and to adopt it, one is to know about it. So a person knows about something, he knows about how to make something but he just keeps dreaming about it. So now he's going to build a house, he's going to build it like this, he's going to do this and that and the other. But it's all in his dreams. So now days, months, years will go past. If he doesn't have a home to live in, he still won't have a home to live in. But he starts putting a simple structure up also. He'll already have a shelter over his head. It comes with some effort, some amal. By acting upon it, practicing on things. This is what starts bringing the benefit. Knowing about it, that's the starting point. That is the need for learning very essential that ilm ilm is meant to then bring amal so a person knows what is going to bring barakat so now that's a starting point but that's not the end point that's a starting point that's starting now to lead it's meant to lead towards amal to action so that a person can now draw down the barakat upon himself so in any case what are the things that bring barakat and if this is missing in a person's life the opposite will apply the most important thing most important thing is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala Taqwa and Taqwa the sum total of Taqwa is giving up sins to the extent that a person gives up sin to that extent there will be Barakat these two things don't go hand in hand it's either that there's light or this darkness. It's not possible that it will be completely lit up, but it's still dark. Either it's going to be lit up, then there's no darkness. The darkness is gone. Or either the light is gone, then it's going to be darkness. So likewise, sins and barakat don't join. And sins in all its forms and ways, whether it is sins in the form of now the major sins that we understand, 
very well, whether it's drinking, whether it's gambling, whether it's zina, whether it's ghibat, and all the other major sins, stealing, lying, all major sins which we are all aware of. And then there are sins which we take for granted also. Don't give it a second thought. Whereas that too is sin. And persistence in some of these sins make it major sins. Sins of the eyes. A person is going on looking at haram day in and day out. So where there's going to be any barakat left now? That's a sin. And now that sin is continuing, ongoing. Morning, afternoon, evening, person is falling asleep with sin. Now he's on the street also is sin. He's at his work also, he's just engaged in the same sinful act of casting haram glances around, lustful glances. Now this is a sin which somehow, this many a times, just gets taken for granted. It doesn't even sometimes occur to a person that, what am I doing? So whatever sin it might be, the most severe the sin is, obviously the greater the harm. So this totally destroys Barakat. So the first thing and the most important thing in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says about a community, a nation, walau anna ahl al-qura amanu wattaqaw. And had these people of this community, this place, had they number one brought iman, and had they adopted taqwa, iman, and then iman coupled with taqwa. So, what is taqwa again? All the do's, the five daily salah, whatever else Allah has commanded, all that is being done. And a person is making every effort to stay away from every sin. Allah forbid he makes a mistake, he slips up somewhere, he immediately makes sincere tawbah. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْقُرَاءَ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا لَفَتَّحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ We would have opened up the doors of barakat from the heavens and the earth. What would have brought the barakat? The doors of barakat, and not doors that we can understand. We think of door, we think of a small double door, one person can walk out at a time. Allah Ta'ala is saying, we'll open out the doors of barakat. What can we understand? How great those doors are, and what kind of show of barakat comes? Allah says, with taqwa, with iman and taqwa, we'll open out the barakat, the blessings from the heavens and the earth. But, what happened? They rejected. They got involved in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Oh, we'll do our thing. We don't need to be told what to do. We'll do our thing. So now whether it is in terms of a person's a'mal, in terms of his mu'amalat and dealings, business, his social life, his akhlaq, I'll do as I want. So we did what we want, and we totally destroyed the barakat. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَكِنْ كَذَّهَ Had they not made this taqzeeb, they didn't get involved in this rejection, then the barakat would have come. But they did this, it blocked the barakat. It blocked all the blessings. So now obviously, kufr, shirk, this is the worst kind of barrier that can be put in place. But every sin becomes a, a level of a barrier. And it prevents the barakat from coming. So now the solution we already have been spelt out with, to the extent we bring taqwa in our lives, the obedience of Allah wa ta'ala, shun all the haram, 
the sin, the vice, the evils, whether it is external, whether it is within the heart. The jealousy, the greed, the malice, and all the other evils of the heart. So this is the first and most important aspect, aspect of taqwa. To the extent taqwa will be in a person's life, Allah will open the barakat for him. And as mentioned, barakat is not something that you can now pick up and show, there's the barakat. Not something you can even store somewhere. It will come through everything. And even if the quantity is hardly anything, it will get a person's work done. Allah is the giver. Allah alone is the doer. And Allah Ta'ala puts that benefit in whatever it is. Because this is from Allah Ta'ala's blessings, it is a gift from Him entirely. Then the second thing is, I was just touching on some aspects, and as mentioned, all this is related to amal. It's something for us to do. Not just to be knowing, but to do something. So the second aspect is the Quran Sharif, the Kitab of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka mubarakul liyaddabbaru ayatihi. Allah Ta'ala says, we have revealed this kitab upon you, mubarakun, which is filled with baraka, which is blessed in every sense. So now if that Quran Sharif, which is Allah Ta'ala's kitab, which is barakat in every sense, if that Quran Sharif is going to be recited in a home, that Quran Sharif is going to be recited by a person, why won't there be barakat in his life, barakat in his home? Everybody in the home, there's a time for them to make sure that they are making tilawat of the Quran Sharif. Then the barakat will come. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala he used to often say that that home wherein the Quran Sharif is recited, what is the effect of this? What is the benefit of it? It says, It becomes very comfortable for its inhabitants. Those who are living in their home, it becomes very comfortable for them. Comfort is not in the luxuries. Comfort is in the heart. But if there's comfort in the heart, he'll enjoy the comfort of some luxury also. And if there's something plain and simple, he'll enjoy that too. It's primarily what's in the heart. If there's barakat in it, then that barakat will now make him feel the goodness of it, benefit from it. And otherwise, no matter what it is, he can't seem to get any peace out of anything. It becomes very spacious, meaning it becomes very comfortable, very it becomes homely for the person. And the goodness of that home tremendously increases. Now this is what Barakat is all about. The goodness from everything. The goodness of that home tremendously increases. What a home is all about. Home, there's happiness, there's peace, there's harmony. There's, everybody is managing with everything. Well, Dunya is dunya, there's some challenges up and down. Sometimes there are tests that come as well. But the general day-to-day -day challenges are with everybody, that's part of dunya. But despite that, a person continues with life without any major hiccup. So, kasura khayruhu wa hadaratul malaika. The malaika come in 
come and inhabit that home. They come into that home. Malaika, Allah Ta'ala's pure creation, when the home is going to be filled with the malaika, subhanallah, what amount of barakah will come? But where this will come from? Until out of the Quran Sharif. Now, sometimes days, maybe weeks, Allah forbid, sometimes some person says, I don't know when last I touched the Quran Sharif. Months, and maybe last Ramadan, I'm waiting for the next Ramadan. That now when the next Ramadan comes, now maybe I'll decide again. And then in that home, sometimes days and weeks and maybe months, Allah forbid, have passed and nobody has opened the Quran Sharif in that house. So we have deprived ourselves of so much of barakah. And then when the barakah is gone, then the opposite happens. So now in any case he says, وَحَدَرَتْهُ الْمَلَائِكَةَ وَخَرَجَتْ مِنْهُ الشَّيَاطِينَ And the shayateen go away from there. The shayateen leave their home. And then on the other side, that home wherein the Qur'an Sharif is not recited. What is the outcome? The outcome is دَاقَ ahlihi. It becomes a very very narrowed place. Though it might be very wide in terms of its structure. But like a person feels very very uneasy, very uncomfortable. He's in the lap of luxury but can't seem to find any peace there. وَقَلَّ خَيْرُهُ The goodness all just evaporates. Hardly any goodness left. And وَحَدَرَتْهُ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَخَرَجَتْ مِنْهُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ The malaika leave and the shayateen all come in. So obviously now what kind of effect is that going to have? And the shayateen, their job is only obvious to just create discord and disunity and cause all kinds of problems. So now we want the barakat. So now we have to bring alive tilawat of the Quran Sharif in our homes. Not on occasion. There must be a daily tartib, a daily system that there is no day that go past without Quran Sharif being recited in our homes. Whether it is the children's day of madrasa or whether it is their holiday, some time must be still spent in Quran Sharif. Quran Sharif is not for Maktab. Maktab is teaching them Quran Sharif for life. Quran Sharif is not for Maktab. Maktab is giving the child Quran Sharif that you keep up with this your whole life. But now the parents say, you know, when you go to Madrasa again, you must learn Quran Sharif is for Madrasa. But the Madrasa is saying the Quran Sharif is for your life. So whether the child is on holiday, whether the child is on any day, whether it's weekday or weekend, but the Quran Sharif must continue. Okay, maybe now in the, someday the child has to learn some sabak, etc. takes more time. Maybe on the free day it took less time. But there must be no day that go past without tilawat of the Quran Sharif in the home. So this is the second aspect, the kalam of Allah wa ta'ala, the tilawat of the Quran Sharif. The third aspect is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Every sunnah, after all, who could be a greater embodiment of barakah on earth than Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And in the entire makhluk, and the entire creation of Allah Ta'ala, who could have been somebody who had greater barakah than Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He was barakah in, an, in, in its entirety. And therefore every salah, and in the Durood Sharif we make this dua, Allahumma barik ala Muhammadi wa ala Ali Muhammad. Kama barak ta'ala Ibrahim wa ala Ali Ibrahim. This dua of barakah. So in any case, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa being the total embodiment of barakah, Every action of his also was filled with barakah. 
And though Nabi Kareem left this dunya, what he left behind from his sunnah, the sunnah still continues to have his barakah in it. So now to the extent that the sunnah will be brought alive in our homes, in our lives, to that extent we'll experience the barakah, to that extent we will derive that benefit, to that extent we will see the goodness. Just to take one example, we spoke a little bit about salam at the beginning. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala mentions that When you enter your homes, make salam. Why? This is a greeting from Allah Ta'ala. And what is about this greeting? Mubarakatan tayyiba. Full of barakah. And pure, pure greeting from Allah Ta'ala's side. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem says to Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala an, is that the khalta ala ahlik fasallim, takunu barakatan alayka wa alayhim. When you enter your home, when you enter to the house people, make salam to them. This will become a means of barakah for you and for them. Now let's ask ourselves that when we enter the home, do we make salam? And nicely, clearly, not salam to the walls, that somebody is in another part of the home, they don't know who came and who went. They may salam to the doorway, maybe whispered something. And perhaps we saw somebody else there, some malaika or something. So we whispered it to them. But the people of the house didn't hear, they don't even know who came in and whether somebody came in or not. And all they know, this person walked in quietly and came away. No salam. So we're depriving ourselves, we're depriving the household of this barakah. Nabi Kareem Salaam Sunnah. Now this one sunnah alone, this is Allah Ta'ala endorsing it in the Qur'an Sharif. This is mubarakatan tayyibah, filled with barakah. Now a person entering the home and doesn't make salam, what a great deprivation. It's like somebody now is passing through somewhere, somebody said, now you see all this is kept here, all this wealth and gold and silver and diamonds, take whatever you want. He just walks past, takes nothing. Now if he has to walk past there and take nothing, and somebody comes to know, his house people come to know, this person walked past, he had the opportunity of filling his pockets, his hands, and taking what he wanted, gold and silver and diamonds, and says, this is, Allah knows best, where is this person's mind is? Is he sane? But this gold and silver will not be of any benefit to a person without the barakah. It can become a bigger problem without the barakah. The barakah is in such a simple amal, of making salam and entering the home. Unfortunately, we neglect that when leaving the home to make salam. Now this is one example of one sunnah. In this manner, we can now apply the rest of the Mubarak sunnah of Nabi Kareem wasallam. Every action done consciously, not just because it became part of routine. Person is eating with the right hand, consciously this is a sunnah. That conscious action makes it sunnah, that this is sunnah, therefore I'm doing it in this manner. Person is wearing his clothes, he's starting off from the right. Why? Because this is sunnah. He is removing his garments, he's starting off from the left. So why? Because this is sunnah. Actually, in terms of wearing shoes, etc., is the other way around, to remove the left first and the right thereafter. And when wearing it, the right first and the left after it. So likewise in garments, wearing it will be the right, removing it is the left. 
because this is a ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala. So first, the right is given preference to remain longer on the body. So in any case now, every amal, person is entering the toilet, he's entering with the left foot. Why? Because it's sunnah is conscious at that time. It's just that consciousness. This is sunnah. He's reciting the masnoon dua. Before eating the masnoon dua. All this is sunnah. And this is what brings barakah in it. He recites bismillah. That bismillah before eating brings barakah in the food. And neglecting that bismillah, it deprives the food of that barakah. There are so many examples, incidents in the Hadith Sharif, no time to go into those details. Where somebody, first the Sahaba were eating with Nabi Kareem Wasallam, filled with barakah, they can just see this is just being more and more. One person suddenly came and joined, everything got finished off in no time. They were astonished. Nabi Wasallam said, when all of us started off, we recited Bismillah. So the barakah was all in there. This person came later and joined, he didn't recite Bismillah, all the barakah evaporated. Now a simple amal, how difficult is it? What time it took? But we ourselves neglected sometimes, we don't remind our children. And as a result now we're complaining. That's all that's left now. When barakah is gone, all that's left is complaints. So now when we are complaining sometimes, we should stop and think. What I'm complaining about, is it due to the lack of barakah? Sometimes there's some other issues also. But this is a very common issue that sometimes it's just we have, we have lost the barakah. So in any case, the second aspect was, the third aspect was the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa that to the extent that we'll bring alive the sunnah in our homes, we acquire some authentic kitab on the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa day-to-day amal, day-to-day things, how to do it correctly in the sunnah manner. And inshallah, we'll see the tremendous barakah. Make ta'aleem of these sunnahs with our families, Make everybody conscious of it. Remind one another on the different occasions. Have you done this? Have you did it, done it in the right way? Which hand you eating with? Somebody now often eating with the right hand and drinking with the left hand. Drinking with the left hand, what kind of action is this? This is not sunnah. Against the sunnah. Something against the sunnah, where is the barakah going to be left there? So all kinds of excuses we have for ourselves. But the sunnah is to eat and drink with the right hand. So in any case, bringing the sunnah alive in our homes, this is filled with light. And every sunnah will bring that noor into our homes, it will dispel the darkness. Then the fourth thing, number four, is dua. Can we imagine, who can be, as we mentioned, having greater barakah than Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa He was the embodiment of barakah, the entire makhluk put together on one side, cannot come to one iota of the barakah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa All the angels included. And yet Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa making dua for barakah on multiple occasions. Like for example, the one dua, Allahumma qanni'ni bima razaqtani wa barikli fi Allahumma qanni'ni bima razaqtani Ya Allah, you make me content with what you have provided for me. Qana'at this is the greatest wealth, contentment. A content person is a wealthy person. And take the contentment out, then the poverty never will finish no matter how much there is. Contentment is a very, very great bounty and blessing of Allah Ta'ala. And this is the real wealth. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is making dua, Allahumma qanni'ni bima razaqtani. 
Ya Allah, you grant me contentment in what you have provided for me. And then what? Wabarikli fi. Allah, you grant me barakat in it. Now who's making dua? Nabi Kareem is making dua for barakah. There are many other duas. In one particular dua, there are five things that have been highlighted asking for barakah therein. It's a lengthy dua. This is in the middle of that dua. Wabarik lana fi asma'ina. Wa absarina. Wa qulubina. Wa azwajina. Wa zurriyatina. Five things are highlighted that we should be asking for barakat in it. And these are the things that we are often complaining about. Barik lana fi asma'ina. Allah grant us barakah in our hearing. Barakah in our hearing. Wa absarina. Barakah in our sight. Wa qulubina. Allah barakah in our hearts. Wa azwajina. Barakah in our spouses. So whether it's the husband making dua for barakah in the spouse, his wife. And the wife is making dua barakah for the in the husband. Wazurriyatina ya Allah barakah in our offspring and progeny. If a person has barakah in these aspects, what more he wants? Barakah in sight, barakah in hearing, one is on the physical level, that a person now will have greater benefit of his sight, of his hearing. Inshallah he won't be afflicted with any major issue in his sight, in his hearing. Dunya is dunya, life is life. With age, things start now becoming weaker, person's sight weakens. It's part of life, part of dunya this is. But despite that, inshallah the benefit of it will continue. It won't become a, such a major obstacle. Then sometimes Allah Ta'ala's hukam, despite a person now doing everything correctly, looking after his gaze, looking after his hearing, but dunya is dunya, it's a place of test. Sometimes a person is tested in his sight. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem Salaam says that Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala, Hadith Qudsi Allah Ta'ala says, إِذَبْتَلَيْتُ عَبْدِي بِحَبِيبَتَيْهِ When I test my servant with his two beloved things, meaning his eyes. In other words, when I take that sight away from him as a test, and then for sabr, he makes sabr upon it. He is insan, he feels the difficulty, he feels the pain, he might feel even the anguish sometimes, but he doesn't complain. He might mention it to a person now who's going to treat him. He might mention to somebody just in passing, well, this is now what has happened. But he's got no complaint about what his condition is. He doesn't feel, Nauzubillah, he's been oppressed by Allah Ta'ala. He makes sabr upon it. Allah Ta'ala says, in lieu of these two beloved organs of his body, his eyes, I will give him Jannah in place of it. So in any case, this is part of life, these things weaken over time, but when there's barakah in it, there'll be tremendous benefit in it. Likewise aside, the hearing, person's heart. But now there's another dimension to this barakah. And that is the higher dimension. When there's barakah in the sight, that eyes will look at what is going to benefit him in the akhirat and in dunya also. It will be able to look at what is good. That eye will get the tawfiq of reading Quran Sharif, looking inside the Quran Sharif maybe. That eye will have the tawfiq of looking at one's parent with love. 
because there's such a great reward in it. And otherwise the parents will be right there too sometimes and he will not have the heart to come and just even greet them properly. Because of some issue or the other, so now he is also adopting his whatever issue is and saying, no, I will also now not bow down to anybody. We never bow down to anyone but Allah Ta'ala. But Allah Ta'ala has given us commands to forgive and forget, to make, to unite and not divide and all the things that go along with it. In any case, when there's barakah in the eye, that eye will get the tawfiq of staying away from looking at haram. That's barakah in the eye. That, that strength will be there in that eye to lower itself, to lower that gaze when there is some confrontation with haram. When a person is in his privacy, and now there can be all the opportunities there, he forgot Allah is watching, thinking nobody else is around. I want to look at all the filth and evil. But if there's barakah in that eye, then that eye will now look down. Say, no, no, I can't look at all this. There's barakah in that ears, it listen to Quran Sharif, it listen to good talk, it listen to things that are of benefit to the person in dunya and akhirat. Now these are the highlights, in that manner think of everything else. If there's barakah in the tongue, the tongue will speak in a way that will bring goodness. Goodness around, goodness for oneself, goodness for others. The tongue will speak in a kind way, in a compassionate way, in a, in a loving manner. The tongue will speak that which is going to be beneficial, there won't be vulgarity, there won't be obscenity, there won't be all kinds of vice and sin on the tongue. Likewise, think of all the other limbs of the body, if there's baraka, there'll be goodness coming out of it. Baraka of the heart, if there's baraka in the heart, the biggest thing that will happen and the most important thing will happen, that heart will get connected to Allah Ta'ala. There's baraka in that heart. To the extent of the baraka in that heart, there'll be this connection and taluk with Allah Ta'ala. And that heart will now be like any other something that gives off goodness. Like now, open that itar bottle, so just merely opening it off, and already the fragrance is just bursting out. That heart, when it's now got barkat in it, that barkat will burst out of that heart through every lump. Because the heart is king. There'll be goodness coming from every direction. How the person talks, what he does, how he conducts himself with people around him, how he's ready to help out, how he becomes the means of of bringing problems to an end, to bringing resolution to things. And if the barakat is missing, he becomes the biggest means of problems. How he says something, how he does things, how the smallest issue he makes it into a big huge thing. And if there's barakat in his heart, he'll think, that heart will think of ways, that heart will inspire him, that heart itself will become a means of bringing those thoughts. Then how to now solve this problem? How to make this huge issue very small? That barakah in the heart. If there's barakah in the heart, that heart will be engaged in pondering over the creation of Allah Ta'ala in a way that brings the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala. And if there's no barakah in the heart, it'll be fantasizing haram. One is waswasa, shaitan's whispers, that is something beyond a person's control. He must ignore it completely. As soon as it comes, ignore it and it'll go out. 
redirect the mind towards the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, redirect the mind towards thinking of one's death, redirect the mind towards the day of Qiyamah, what I'm going to answer on the day of Qiyamah, of how I use this heart, and inshallah that will disappear. That a person is not accountable for. But now he deliberately starts engaging his heart. When there's no barakat, when a, something, the food is now very wholesome, it will give off a wonderful fragrance. Good food, freshly cooked, and well done. So now that person hasn't even entered the home, and already he's salivating now, already his taste buds are already tingling, because of the fragrance of the food. And if the food starts rotting, that food starts rotting, it's going to give off a terrible stench. And that heart is filled with barakah, that fragrance of good thoughts, that fragrance of righteousness, will all start circling in that heart, will start inspiring him towards righteousness, do the good things. Allah forbid if the heart now, the barakah is gone, things have started rotting inside, then rotten thoughts. Then a person is deliberately engaging in that rotten thinking, and then that rotten thinking takes him to rotten actions. So the next, this aspect about barakat in the heart. And then barakat in our spouses. When there's barakat in the spouses, then there'll be mahabba. There'll be that unity. There'll be that harmony. Ups and downs happen everywhere. Ups and downs happen everywhere. One person came, to complain to Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab let the incident, there's no time to go into the detail he came to complain about his wife when he came to the door now the kind of homes that they had didn't have these thick double brick walls simple mud walls whatever simple structures so some sound inside the house would easily carry outside as he approached the door he heard Hazrat Umar getting a scolding inside. So he took a U-turn and went away. But as he was leaving, Umar realized somebody came and he's leaving. So he went and opened the door and called him, what you came for something? So I came for this. When I heard you in the same boat, I said, what are you going to tell me? You're also in the same boat. Any case, there were several things Hazrat Umar said to him after that. Time is already passed. We don't have time for that now, inshallah, or some other occasion. But the point is, there's some ups and downs everywhere. But... These small, small things will not, will not rock the boat as they call it. These small things will not cause big issues. These small things will just come and go. They'll fizzle out very quickly and easily. Some little turbulence comes everywhere. But it will be easily overcome. When? When there's barakat. When there's barakat, the spouses will help one another towards righteousness. And if there's no barakat, then every small issue will become a huge thing. They'll be spurring one another towards evil and vice. Barakat in our offspring and children, they'll become the coolness of our eyes. They'll become righteous, they'll become pious. They'll become what we are hoping for in them. So in any case, Nabi Kareem Wasallam is making dua. Have we made dua? Have we made it a part of our daily dua? Dua for barakah in our lives, in our health, in these aspects, these faculties. Dua in our spouse, barakah in our spouses, barakah in our children, barakah in our rizq. Dua. After all, dua is what's connecting to us to Allah. Ta'ala. Allah is the giver. But we're not asking Allah. Ta'ala. All we're doing is complaining. 
The complaints are not going to change anything. Doing something constructive is going to change it. And a very constructive thing is dua. Obviously we started off, all this is very constructive. What we discussed, that's the root. That's the plan. Starting off with taqwa, and that's all encompassing, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, bringing alive the sunnahs of Nabi Kareem sallam, and then dua. And then to just round up quickly on one or two other aspects, another very important aspect, which has been highlighted in the Hadith Sharif, that brings tremendous barakah, is joining of family ties. Sila rahmi. Man ahabba yubsata lahu fi rizqihi, wa yunsa'a lahu fi atharihi, fal yasil rahimah. The one who wants barakat in his life, and barakat in his rizq. The prescription, fal yasil rahimah. He should maintain family relationships. He should join family ties, meaning those who are breaking the ties off from him. He should go ahead and join the ties with them. Falyasil Rahima. Sometimes we're complaining of a lot of things. Perhaps what we're complaining about is a result of breaking ties somewhere. And we're looking for a solution somewhere else. The water is gushing out from somewhere. Why? Because that washer has worn out. Everything is getting wasted. But now we're looking for a solution somewhere else. The washer is worn out. The water is gushing out. Change the washer, put the right washer in place. It'll solve the problem. If that cutting of family relationships is the reason for the problem, the solution is not going to be anywhere else. It's going to be in fixing this up. Fixing that relationship doesn't mean that a person now is going to have a very close bond and always are interacting with one another. But there's a cordial relationship. There's salam with each other. There's inquiring about one another's goodness. If we meet each other, we cordial with one another. There's some occasional visit, depending on how close somebody is, we take that effort as well. So now the point is, maintaining family relationships. This is a means of great barakah. This is the prescription Nabi Kareem Salaam is giving. If you want barakah, do this. It'll come. A person says, even if it means trampling all the relationships, but I want that full load. I'm not going to give one inch up. I want every last bit. I want every cent. Why? Because that is what is going to give me all the good. Doesn't matter what relationships get trampled. Then we got the whole thing upside down. Then everything is upside down. And then the whole effect of that is going to be everything goes upside down. So in any case, these are some of the asbab of barakah. There are many other things. Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. This is what we have to apply in our lives. Everything is there for us in deen. One is we can see the physical means that now fire, it's burning something up, we can see it. And then we pour water over it, we can see how the water is extinguishing it. But there's something beyond what we can see. How the barakah brings goodness in something, we can't see it with our physical eyes. And how sin, disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, all kinds of other issues that we discussed, the negative side of it, how that depletes the barakat, and as a result what happens, we can't see the immediate issue with our eyes. And now the barakat has left this, we can see something leaving, we can't see it. But when the effects come, we don't even realize at that time that what is the result, where has this come from. So we have to now turn to the solution that Allah Ta'ala has given us, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu has spelled out for us, in this way our dunya will also become a place of peace for us, and the most important thing is akhirat, 
اللہ تبارک و تعالیٰ کی وسط توفیق و آخر دعوانان الحمدللہ رب العالمين انشاءاللہ ربنا ذکر فرو فیو منت سن دعا ஹலாஹிஸ்லாம் <coughs> بما هو أهل لا إله إلا الله 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 ஆயினா <laughs> அல்லாஹு ஜல்ல ஜனாலு அம்மனவாலு 
ஹமதுல்லாஹ்மலக்கல்ஹம்துல்லாஹ்மலக்கல்ஹம்துல்லாஹ்மலக்கல்ஹம்துல்லாஹ்மலக்கல்ஹம்துல்லாஹ்மல
Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, there is nothing that we, are, we can hide from you, Ya Allah. You're all knowing, Ya Allah. You're all hearing, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you know what is in the recesses of our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we beg for your mercy, Ya Allah. We beg for your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, despite whatever we are, Ya Allah, we are your servants, Ya Allah. We are your slaves, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have declared in your Quran Sharif, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Oh, oh my servants, my slaves, who have transgressed their souls, do not become despondent of the mercy of Allah. Allah forgives all sins. Ya Allah, we are those souls who have transgressed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Shower your maghfirat upon us, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove the difficulties of the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the hardship and pain and suffering of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge all this is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, enable us and the entire ummah to do those amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from such actions that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant istiqamat in deen, Ya Allah. Grant istiqamat in deen, Ya Allah. Enable us to adopt all the aspects that bring barakat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from everything that destroys the barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with barakat, Ya Allah. Fill our entire beings with barakat, Ya Allah. Fill our homes with barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our lives with barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, shower the barakat and blessings on the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of the ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, those in any kind of difficulty and hardship, remove with dafiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, in particular, our brothers and sisters in Palestine, Ya Allah. Allah, you protect them, Ya Allah. Allah, you safeguard them, Ya Allah. Allah, you remove their difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant them a clear and open victory over their enemies, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Give them hidayat, Ya Allah. Allah, if hidayat is not decreed, Ya Allah, Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Allahumma khudhum akhla azizim muqtadir. Allahumma kfinahum bima shi'ta. Allahumma kfinahum bima shi'ta. Allahumma kfinahum bima shi'ta. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, all those in any kind of other situations, Ya Allah, grief, anxiety, worry, depression. Allah, you remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with itminan and sukoon, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with barakah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. The hearts of family members, Ya Allah. The hearts of the Ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, unite all upon haq, Ya Allah. Upon the path that brings closeness to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all that we have asked for, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, grant it to us, Ya Allah. Allah, what we should have been asking for, Ya Allah, without asking, grant it to us, Ya Allah. Allah, all who have raised their hands to this dua, all who asked us to make dua for them, Allah, grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib risk filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant barakat in every aspect of life, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant afiyat in deen, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in dunya, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين